The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You know, I am fascinated and have been fascinated by artificial intelligence, uh, especially robots, uh, for the past five or ten years anyway, for sure, as we've uh, more and more news has come out about them. But we're at a point now uh, in our society, globally, really, that is uh, exciting, uh, thrilling, and at the same time, frightening. I have four headlines uh, in front of me right now. Just, to, just off the, I just, I just looked over to the stack of the fat pile, uh, and you know, robots are serving soups at restaurants. Uh, restaurant train opens new sites where chefs and waiters are replaced with robots, boosting crop yields by using genetic engineering, dehumanize acts of sex because they want to have sex brothels with robots, the bot brothels all over the world. Uh, we are seeing more and more jobs, more and more duties being done by artificial intelligence. Where do we go from here? What happens to us? Do we survive? Do we not survive? I had an opportunity to talk to Michael Gillen, author of The End of Life as We Know It, ominous news from the frontiers of science. Now, Michael is a genius, and we had a great time. Uh, I would have loved to have spent a day with him. Uh, but what little time I had with them, I enjoyed. And the information that he brought was scary and really fascinating. Joining me today is, uh, an author, a doctor, a scientist, uh, right now he's, uh, promoting his book, The End of Life as We Know It. And I know. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I don't believe that it's the end of life as we know it either. However, what happens is the, everybody's eyes gets glazed over because we hear quotes from you know Stephen Hawking, uh, in, artificial intelligence could end mankind. Uh, Vladimir Putin is talking about artificial intelligence as the future, not only for Russia, but for all of humankind. Whoever becomes the leader of this sphere will become the ruler of the world. And yet we don't have our eyes glaze over because we say, oh, it's not going to be that bad. It'll be okay. It's not, it's always, it's always changing. It's, it's no big deal. But Michael, when we start plowing through your book here and we get to, uh, um, chapters like, oh, I don't know, mass extinction 2.0, um, you start thinking and you go down the list of everything that's already happened let alone yep. what's going to come, uh, yep. we, we need to start thinking differently, do we not? Thank you, Jeffy. That's exactly why I wrote the book. Look, I didn't write the book to scare people. There's no value in that, right? I wrote the book to open people's eyes to what's here and now, not pie in the sky, not in the sweet by and by, not on the horizon, not Michael Gillen predicts the future. I'm not Karnak. This is a book about what's going on right now, okay? There are more than a thousand footnotes on this thing. It's very well documented. It's not my opinion. I deal with four categories, the World Wide Web. I deal with uh, AI, robots, 
I deal with surveillance technology and privacy. And then finally, I deal with genetic engineering. And, and look, I'll say up front, there's a lot of positive stuff. A lot of this stuff is going to benefit us. No question about it, well, like that, neural prostheses and stuff like that. But there is unsettling stuff and some downright dangerous stuff, and that's what we need to talk about to, protect, to prepare ourselves and to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Well, that's where we kind of fall into the trap, though, right? I mean, it's always for our safety. It's always for the children. It's always for yep. convenience. It's easier. Yep. I mean, I'm just as guilty as anyone else. I mean, I joke around yeah. about just put a chip in me. I just let's make it happen. I just want it happening. I don't really, <laughs> but I almost yeah. do because I, I just want the convenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I in the chat in, in the um, in the book, I talk about something called IoT, Internet of Things. Now, uh, just bear with me for a moment because this is a really big deal. Okay, and it is yeah. unprecedented. This yeah. is not just more of the same. I know. I know things have always changed, but these changes are a horse of a different color. Now, listen, uh, the Internet of Things refers to all the devices we are now purchasing that somehow work one way or another through the Internet. So we're talking about, you know, smart TVs right. that work through the Internet. We're, we're talking about even sex toys. We're talking about, right. no, I, you know, I understand. We're, we're, it's we, all there. right now. But but now listen to this. You know those video monitors um, that uh, parents buy to make sure their children are in bed uh, right. in their bedroom safe and right. sound. Okay, these are now these now work through the internet, so they are part of this Internet of Things (IoT). Now, um, the reason they work through the internet is because let's say you're at the office and you want to check in on yeah. Janie and Johnny. You can get on your iPhone. Okay, they're snug in bed. It's That's con- fine. Everything's it's convenient. all cool. I just have to click it's on the app. Convenient, Jeffy. I just have to click it's on the app. Convenient, exactly. You just have to click on the app. Everything comes with an app now, right? It's convenient, now, and it's for the, my child's safety, right? It's for the safety Correct. of the children. Okay, security, right? Convenience, security, entertainment. These are the three things I talk about in the book. Now, I tell the story of a hacker who managed to use a – now, there's a search engine. I don't want to say it on the air, but there's now a special search engine that enables you to have access to all these Internet of Things. And I tell the story, and wow. this is a typical story. This is not an extreme – outlier story. This is typical of what's going on right now. A hacker hacked into the top brand name of these video monitors and hacked the entire product line. And what they did was they splashed all those video feeds on the internet, Jeffy, along with locations and personal information. Now, there's a postscript to this. Today, a story is breaking that a congressional report is about to come out that reveals the Chinese, the Chinese government is now uh, determined to uh, control the Internet of Things in order to spy on us in our own homes and our own offices. In other words, they're going to use these very devices that we're paying big bucks to bring into our home for security, for entertainment, for convenience. They're going to use them. They're going to turn them on us and spy on us. And this is not science fiction. This is a very real thing that's going on. That's why I wrote the book, Jeffy, so people are aware of this and can protect themselves and their loved ones. Well, listen, they're already doing that to their own people in China. I mean, we're already we're already oh, seeing yeah. that clearly. Oh, yeah. And we've yeah. opened up the floodgates with our trade uh, with them for years. So it's not a surprise yeah. that they want. I mean, it's just an easy way to already be involved in what we do and be able to start finding ways to control us. I get that. But I don't think people but now they're now outside of China, Jeffy. They're, they're, you know, like those voice activated assistants like the Amazon Echo, you know, right. uh, these are devices that we deliberately bring into our home. Why? Convenient. Right. Yeah. You can say, Alexa, 
Tell me what's the temperature. Hey, Alexa, buy me a pizza. Hey, Alexa, right. play my favorite music. Well, these right. are listening devices that are sitting there listening to us 24-7. The Chinese are now going to be able to hack into those things and listen to I us. Know. Look, and look, crazy stuff. I know, and look, we've, even with uh, minus the Alexa, and I, and, and I, we'll, I know we'll, we'll get this, this all you know, is in and out of the book. But even minus Alexa, I mean, we all have cell phones sitting next to us 24-7. Oh, yeah. And yes, it's, sir. I mean, yes, that, sir. those are, I don't know if people know this or not, but those are listening devices. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Anything, anything that you can speak into can be reversed and turned into a, right. a, 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 a into a listening device. If yes. you don't, if you don't believe that we all have wives anyway, the, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a joke. That's the joke. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but I don't think people realize, um, how, well, even with televisions and everything, they're all listening devices and they're all monitoring us. And there's so many companies are selling, uh, they're buying other companies and they're not buying, they're not paying $5 billion for this app. They're paying $5 billion for the information that app has on you. Exactly. And, I mean, that's what exactly. they're paying for. That, that's what they're getting for. But I don't think people realize exactly, you know, I found it a little frightening going through uh, the jobs that are already, when you talk about the first uh you know, my, my father worked for General Motors for, you know, plant superintendent and argued with the unions for years in Michigan as when I was a kid. And, uh, and, and he was part of setting up the factories in Canada and around the world. And when they started automating and you talk about it in your book, well, you know, the first, uh, you know, the first AI computer arm that started using, you know, down the, the assembly line. But I don't, I don't think people realize that we all, I mean, we're already, there are almost no job is a really safe and there's no really business that doesn't use some fort some sort of uh artificial intelligence and i even go to yeah. to my job i mean I, i'm listening i i click on a news story yesterday and i go oh that's an yeah. interesting story i want i want to i want to hear i want to see what it says it doesn't let me read it the computer reads it to me and as it's reading go. i'm halfway through the story and i'm thinking wait a minute that's yeah. my job yeah, that's your job. Look, I talk in the book about the fact that no job is unsafe. Everybody thinks that it's all just blue collar, like with your dad. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It's pink collar. It's white collar. Uh, lawyers, accountants. And I give specific examples now of AI software that is in development or already developed in order to replace these uh, positions. Insurance adjusters, lawyers, yeah. doctors. Doctors are getting there's a there is now an artificial uh, radiologist that scores better than human radiologists at looking at x-rays and MRIs and PET scans and sonograms and are able to detect something wrong with us. So and look, you, you see the writing on the wall. And look, we at one point, at some point, we do want that, right? We want the computer to say, hey, you, need, you have this. We need to take care of this. But where is the line when the computer says, instead of taking a shot at fixing you, the computer says, eh, you're not worth it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you know, no, look, that, that's the thing about this stuff, Jeffy, is that if you go through the book with innovations, and look, most people, if they're well-informed, will catch headlines here and there about this stuff, sure. right? Sure. But what I did in this book was I put I it all together into a single place. And you, when you finish it, and it's an easy read. As you know, I'm, I'm well known for writing engaging stuff. I try to do it in a way that 
really engages. I hate to say the word entertain because a lot of this stuff. Yeah, no, it's a, it it's, a, it's a good read. I, I told you, it's a good yeah. read. I have not finished it yet, and I'm, I will because I'm plowing through it, making notes, which goes to, uh, to your example of how easy it is to read since I'm actually reading it. But it, uh, well, <laughs> but it is, I, I just fill it with a lot of stories, okay? Yeah. And the point is that when you finish reading this book, you will have a complete big picture, up to date completely of what's going on. And then that way you can decide, okay, how do I want to react to this? How do I want to protect myself? Well, look. You said a couple of things. Okay, go ahead. No, I just was, I don't know that it's possible unless you actually are, you know, Amish, and I don't know that anybody is actually Amish anymore. <laughs> I don't know that it's possible to, you know, really cut yourself off. I mean, you know, you sure you could buy a, a, some land in the middle of Missouri and go up there and mm-hmm. live, but yes, I, I don't know that you could actually cut off from society and cut off from all of that. Well, unless you want to become like the Alaskan bush people and you know live off the grid, right? Even they, right. you know, e- even they, I think, even they are kind of sneaking the technology. Behind I think the so scenes too. We're not looking. I think so too. And, you know, my <laughs> you son. Know, I know my son makes a big deal about you know wanting to you know have a place in Missouri, and you know what he's going to drive his brand new truck up in there. I got news for you. That's yeah. all. That's all AI too, pal. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Even our cars now are AI. <laughs> but look, you make a, You've made uh, several good points, and that is. What I find interesting, Jeffy, about this cutting the cord, because this is an expression now we're hearing more and more about, cut the cord, cut the cord, which is to say, you know, abstain from social media, abstain from this stuff. Um, What I find very interesting, I talk about it in the book, is that you have like the co-founders of Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all of these guys now coming out publicly yeah. and apologizing for what they have done. They recognize now that this social media, which they had hoped idealistically would bring us all together, are ripping us apart. And worse than that, in, you know, spoiling an entire generation. I have a 19 year old son and I and I tell him, you know, there's no privacy when if you if right. you think you're in your bedroom and you're on the internet and no, nobody's not. looking, get, you may as well just open the front door of our house and let the whole world in when you when you log on the internet. I, I mean know. that's the truth of it. But being, I'm a theoretical physicist. A physicist, you know, I taught physics at Harvard for about eight or nine years. You don't so need to talk that to me, Michael. I got it. No, no, no. But I'm. Not, <laughs> I can't talk down to you, brother. You're too smart. But the reason the reason I tell you that is because I spent most of my life rubbing elbows with physicists, and here's right. what I find very interesting: right. a lot of the guys that I, I I rubbed elbows with at Cornell and at Harvard were involved in creating the A bomb in the '40s. These are old guys now. Some of them are already dead. But what was interesting is that right after the A bomb, many of them had lived lives of regret deep regret of what they'd done, what even they though developed. they ended yeah. World War II, right? They regretted. And what I'm seeing, Jeffy, yeah. it's an absolute parallel now with these guys in Silicon Valley that are coming out completely contrite and saying, you know, the addictiveness of social media is not an accident. We built it that way. And right. I explain that in the book, the algorithms they did. It was a deliberate addiction, Jeffy, and we're uh, paying the price for uh, it now. And, and look, I'm I'm as addicted as anyone else. And so, I mean, I my yep. listen. We're talking on a, a, a in parentheses radio program, 
podcast that's internet. Yeah. It's not. It's, I know. It's, it's, it's the new world. I know that. I, I, I know that I'm yeah. talking into the wind. But at what point, and I know I, I, I could, uh, one of these days you and I are you're going to come in and we're going to do just sit and, and talk because instead of I know you're pushing your book and, and you've got other interviews and I, I can't take all the time from you today but I, I I do at what point do we can we stop it I don't think we and I'll let you answer can it can it be stopped now I'm glad you gave me a chance to answer that because I do believe we can influence. Now, whether we can stop everything cold, I'm not so sure, but we can. And let me give you the reason why. Because one of the good things that comes out of the, uh, all these innovations that I talk about, and they're good in all those sections that I talk about, but in the, the World Wide Web, one of the good things is, is that it, it, it has empowered the individual. And I explain that in terms of the difference between addition and multiplication in the book. I don't want to get into it now. We don't have the time. However, just suffice to say that the World Wide Web, unlike any other mass media you can imagine, whether it was the megaphone or the radio or television, we are not just passive receivers. We are also now very powerful transmitters. Right. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry can get online yep. and broadcast, okay, for better or worse. Now, the reason I'm saying this in is an instant. because— In an instant, it happens. In an instant, oh, and, 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 and around the world. I mean, you remember the, the whole thing with transatlantic cables, how big that yes. how big a deal that was? Whoa, we've connected North America with the, with the European—well, <laughs> you can get some— bonehead with a low IQ in his bedroom there, and he can broadcast, you know, to Timbuktu. Oh, you're talking uh, about the YouTube instantly. channels. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what I, I'm answering your question because I think it's a good one, and it's one that anyone who reads this book will ask themselves. Okay, uh, well, I get it. Boy, this is overwhelming. Right. What can I do about it? There right. is something we can. Because I tell the story, for example, of the Friday of Wrath. Remember that? The Friday of Wrath, where people rose up, used social media to rise up against Mubarak and actually yes. overthrew him. And this is not just an isolated example. So what I'm suggesting to you, Jeffy, and I can't prove this, but what I'm suggesting to you is we do have the power now because of this technology to influence its direction. And that's my hope with this book, that if people read it, they reflect on it and say, wow, okay, what can I do? You can do something. If, if, we, if enough of us rise up against some particular innovation and make enough noise, we can influence Jeff. I really believe that. So, and, and uh, you know, look, I, I, hope, I hope and pray that's true. And listen, that lo- leads into more and more people are really trying to get that word out. I mean, I work for a guy that, I don't know, he wrote some book called Addicted to Outrage or something in his latest book. And it's the same kind. Of, it's the same thought, right? I mean, it's the same of we're we're all addicted, but there are in the end we can flip it, and, uh, yes, and yes, in the end we, we can the flip power. it. But we have to be able to find some common ground. And yeah. I, I don't know. Yes. If, and I don't know if the common if the common ground is hate. We're not gonna. That's not gonna win. But I know that's well, a completely different discussion. No, I, get, I get it. No, that's a completely. Yes, it is a I complete know, discussion because you think about it. Each of us has the power, irrespective of whether we agree or disagree with each other. Each of us has the power to unplug, to ditch. Let me, let me just tell you a story because we're in Dallas, right? I tell the story in the book. I don't know if you've gotten to it yet. Of that little girl, I think she's like seven years old. She the, the parents have a, a, an Amazon Echo in the house, so this little kid says, Alexa, buy me this, buy me that, buy me this, you know, 
Yeah. And so the parents uh, I don't realize it until the stuff starts arriving at home. And they're like, what? Right. And, but here's the punchline. Here's the punchline, Jeffy. And I quote yeah. the woman in the book, the mother. You would think she would learn a lesson from all this and just ditch the echo, right? right. Ditch right. Alexa, right? No, they keep it. And then she says, and I quote her in the book, she says, well, we just have to whisper around Alexa in the house. <laughs> Are you what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Really? That's the lesson That's you learned? The, le- the lesson you, have you learned is you have to whisper. You have to whisper. Right? Unless, unless the thing. We have the power to do that. We have to whisper, but I don't know. Tomorrow I might need some paper towels, and I want I want it delivered to my front door. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And look, then go to your computer and punch it into the keyboard. I, know. I don't need Alexa to tell me what the temperature is, for goodness sake, or to order me a pizza. How lazy can you get? Uh, Come on, man. Ooh, wait a minute. Don't, <laughs> you don't want an answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, no listen, I thought about it and uh, my wife shot it down. We've got, we've got phones. She's got apps where no, there's Alexa is no go. There's no Google home. Thank there's you. no Alexa. Your wife is a smart woman. And, uh, I love your wife, yeah, even though I have never met her. She does she's not. Yeah, she, she does not want any. Yeah. She's no, already we don't put either. a bulk on We don't have it. And uh, there really, can I tell there you really a funny is story? no need. Can there I, really is no need. Can I, can I tell you a funny story? Since we just moved to the Dallas area from Nashville. We wanted to buy a big screen TV, like 55 inch, right? Of course. So we go to uh, actually the, 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 the 80s are better. The, the 80s are better, but I'm just letting you know. It's all right. Stick with okay. 55. You'd be happy with that. <laughs> now you, now you tell me. No, I should have <laughs> consulted with you. No, so, so we, so, so a friend of mine who lives in Flower Mound said, "You, you got to go to the Nebraska yeah. Furniture Mart. It's the yeah. biggest furniture store in the world." I said, "Really?" So I got there and I'm like, whoa, I told I my know. wife, everything is bigger in Texas. I know. This is the, this is the Nebraska Furniture Mart, Dallas, Texas version. Yeah. I mean, it's gigantic. Yes, it is. So I go up to the section where they're selling TVs and there's a young guy, 20-something guy. I said, listen, we want to buy like a 55-inch TV, but we don't want a smart TV. We don't want one that has a little camera and a little microphone that could bug us if you know we're not careful. And now with the Chinese what are we ca- intending to do that. What are we, right? cavemen? Yeah, no, no, no. So the kid looks at me like I have two heads, and he scratches his head. And he says, well, sir, I, I don't know if they make those anymore. I said, no, I just want a plain, dumb television. Right. Just a plain 55. <laughs> so it, I urged him. He was giving out. I said, no, 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 there's got to be. So finally he found me one model. We got it. It's there here. Go. I don't need to worry yeah. about them bugging me. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. It's even got a built-in DVD. Uh, and uh, that's all I need. Nice. I don't need voice-activated, voice this, voice that. No, 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 no. I'm not that lazy. And given the downside, Jeffy, I'll I'll, I'll go with the dumb TV every day. It's a beautiful picture. <laughs> I know. And there's and there's devices that you can use. I mean, we you know we have we have some dumb TVs in the house that we put devices on the Roku, separate Roku devices exactly. for the That's internet thing. That's all you thing. need to so, do. That's exactly what we. But do. I will say we that put I, the Roku on it. I will say that the smart TVs are nice, Mike. I mean, they're they're awful. Uh, they're awful sweet, and they they do. <laughs> we had, I know, I know. We had a Samsung. Trust me, brother. We had a Samsung smart TV in Nashville. I, know. I so, left it behind. It's for the new owners to worry about. Right. You know, <laughs> I get, I understand, but, and it's frightening. And I love the idea, really. I mean, I, I'm almost not joking about the guy waiting. You know, Nebraska's like, what are we cavemen? No, of course we don't have that. Oh yeah, Who no, are no. You? I know he couldn't. He couldn't believe when I asked him. He was like, what? What planet are you from? Right. You know, it's like I don't think it even occurred to the kid. That there would be just well, what is it? Right. What do you mean by just an ordinary TV? Right. Because these kids grew up like That's my nineteen right. year old. They grew up on this stuff. He, we're right they now. They don't know from before. Right? Are we at? I, th- I think we're close now, right to the point where um, the parents of 
children that are getting into high school or ending high school now, so you're getting into lives that have not been around without computers. We're close yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're pretty oh, yeah. close to that point now where we have now we're looking at generations. That well, have not you had think a about life. it this way, Jeffy, think about it this way. And I tell the whole story in the book about how the World Wide Web was invented by this kind of no-name scientist yeah. working at yeah, an yeah. atom smasher in Switzerland, right? Tim Berners-Lee. And that was in 1989. You do the arithmetic. 1989. Right. Now, he came out with it. He came right. up with the idea in 89, and then he, he deployed it in 91, gave it to the world for free. Uh, so you do the arithmetic. That's like, uh, what, 9 plus 18. That's like 25 years ago. So kids, you know, kids definitely grew up on the Internet. They don't – look, when I was going to college, if I needed to know the answer to something, I had to go to the library. These kids don't go to the library. They Google. Right. I mean, it's a different world to them. And so to try to sit down and explain to them, no, this is how it was. Right. <laughs> this is how it was. Before the dinosaurs roamed the earth, you know? right? Well, yeah, well, right. I mean, grandpa, grandpa, or grandma would say, "Look it up," and today it's just Google it. Look at Google, Google it, it. Yeah. Google it, and and of course, as you and I both know, you know, Google just gives you access to the surface web. Now there is also the deep web and the dark web, and that's a whole different conversation we can yes, have. It is. But that that stuff gets scary, and again, yes, it does. People need to know about this. They can't bury their heads. Jeffy, because if they do, if they say, nah, I don't want to hear it, it's going to ruin my day, well, you know what? Then you're going to get slapped upside the head, or your kids or grandkids are going to get slapped upside the head by this stuff, because it is going on right here, right now, in labs all over the world. Well, we already... Inform yourself. I just saw saw a huge uh, story and read some articles that... Uh, how in uh, South America we're already uh, having cloned horses for their polo matches. And these big farmers, these big polo guys are already uh, using cloned horses. Like he had a champion horse. And that's the he, oh, yeah. he uses he uses clone number fourteen, and tomorrow he might use uh-huh. clone number twenty because twenty usually is sometimes better than fourteen. I mean, it's uh, that that there's a guy in Texas that's part of that deal, and he said that he wasn't going to make the deal with humans. <laughs> yeah, right. Listen, okay. listen. All right, Jeff, thank you, sir. When I was at AB, yeah, you, if you believe that, I've got some right. plan to sell you. No kidding. Okay, now, when I was at ABC News, remember when um, that Scottish biologist Ian Wilmot cloned Dolly, the sheep? Yeah. Now, yeah. what was interesting about that is, and people may not realize this, but before that, uh, every biological textbook printed uh, uttered the dogma that it would be impossible. It would now listen to this. It was impossible to clone a mammal. Up until then, we had cloned salamanders, you know, amphibians. We had cloned tomato plants. But right, the right, dogma right. was that you could never clone mammals. Why? Because mammals are too complicated. Right. Well, Ian Wilmot pretty much blew that up. Okay. Sure did. So they rewrote the textbooks. But then the new mantra became, well, that's a mammal. Nobody can ever. Uh, um, clone primates okay well guess what january of 2018 and i talk about this in the book some chinese scientists were able to successfully clone long-tailed macaque monkeys okay those are primates so now the expectation among all the experts and again i discuss this in the book i have more than a thousand footnotes jeffy i mean this is very deeply researched okay now the expectation is yeah of course for primates they're our closest living we we are we are a primate yes we are so the last barrier has been demolished, okay? Gone. So it really is Gone. now the clock is ticking. It's only a matter of time. 
Can I say something? Look to China, Russia, Korea, or Italy. That's where my bet is where the first clone human being will happen. There's a lot of action in those countries. They don't have the, uh, how should we say, the ethical firewalls that we may have here. Uh, they, uh, uh, they, they don't have the regulations, either the government regulations. So that's my bet. But it's either uh, the Koreans, the Chinese, the Italians, or the Russians. You mark my word, Jeffy. We're talking to Michael Gillen uh, about his uh, new book and uh, a lot of other things. Uh, the book is called uh, The End of Life as We Know It, ominous, ominous news from the frontiers of science. And, Michael, uh, one of the things that has been so prevalent in talks about AI is that we need to come together and come up with some sort of uh, you know, moral thoughts about it. And yeah. not just yeah. and you mentioned four countries that are not going to be a part of that, whether they say they are or not. They're just not going to. Absolutely. Their frontiers are going Correct. to be pushed. And so exactly. I don't know at what I don't know where you know it's almost Google. We're mad at Google because they're trying to create uh, Dragonfly in China. But look, uh, you know, look, they're going to create that. We're going to have two or three search engines. We've already heard that from the head of all the computer worlds. That's what they're thinking already. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at what point, I mean, most of the studies show that, and, and some this might be later on in, in your book, but most of the studies show that people are okay with robots if they know they're robots. So the, the servers or you have a robot in your house and you, and it's kind of looks like a human, but you know that it's not. Uh, it acts. Mm-hmm. It doesn't talk exactly like a human, so it says something right. off, and you go, "Ooh, that's a robot," and and you're okay with that. Right. You go, oh, "That's a robot." I, yeah. I, you're good. Yeah. But when the, we start getting to the point, and we probably, I mean, we already are there, I believe. Just it's not out in the open where robots are. Uh, you won't be able to tell. And when yeah. that happens, I don't know. I, I, I the word doomed yeah. comes to mind. Well, look, I mean, again, we're not talking. No, look, I talk about this extensively in the book. There's a place called Hanson Robotics in Hong Kong. The guy who runs it used to work at Disney with audio animatronics. You know, the Hall of Presidents where the presidents look so lifelike and they give little speeches. All right. Well, this guy took all that knowledge and now has really embellished it and then added artificial intelligence to it. He has created a robot named Sophia. Now, Sophia right. is I, I, making I, well, ways. She's yes. right. She's become a celebrity. Yes, she's she has. Interviewed by uh, uh, Rose, over. Rose over right. 60 Minutes. Right. She went on a date with Will Smith. I saw her do, uh, and now, I saw her do a, 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 a conference. But I was a little, you know, that they. I thought that the conference was kind of downplay, or they made more of it. But she still had uh, answers given to her for that conference. Oh yeah. So Look, it was kinda, I mean, there's it no question. It wasn't a back and. No. It wasn't a real back and forth. Correct. No, no, no. Much of this is a publicity stunt. But yeah. watch what's. But what? Watch the trajectory. That's the point I'm making right okay. now. Yeah. So a lot of this is just uh, you know hype to get uh, attention to Hanson Robotics. But listen, she addressed the United Nations. Yeah. She was given citizenship, Saudi Arabia. Right. The right. point. The point is, look how eager we are. Look uh, how e- even with yes. even with something as as you say very marginal kind of ai but look how eager we are yeah. to confer this kind of human like status on these things Boy, we okay. it's like we're falling over ourselves to say oh yeah you're you're just as good as we are oh boy yep. no, no, no look 
in another 10 years or so, these roles, Sophia will become even that much more formidable. You already have talk in California about giving, uh, about taxing robots. Well, they're going ha- they, they to have to find a way to, they have to find a way to, to embrace that for, to make money. Right. I mean, there's no question. Of course. That, of now, course. And if again, we want to stop for just a second, I mean, we, I'll, let me, I'll get to that. Cause I, I do want to talk yeah. to you about that, but I mean, we yeah. already have, uh, the company in California, Real Dolls. I mean, he's been making the sex dolls yeah. that are darn near close to what yeah. your boy is making with Sophia. I mean, oh, oh, the, yeah, I yeah. Mean, they are close Matt to McMullen, that. Matt McMullen, yeah, yeah. Matt McMullen and the company's Abyss, Abyss Creations. He does Real Dolls. Yeah. He created Harmony. Harmony is the first commercially available sex doll. Yeah. Uh, about fifteen thousand dollars, depending on how much you trick her out with the right. various extras. Right. Right. Used to be you could get one for about five or six, but I didn't know that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're way past inflatable dolls. I mean, with oh, the, the, oh my this, gosh, yes. Oh right. I mean, but here's what's interesting. And again, I talk about it in the book. I'm not sure you got to that point yet, where I talk about um, you know these sex dolls and the sex brothels right. and so forth and so on. But but with a lot of these dolls now, what they have different settings. So you right. can the chipper mood, a cheerful mood, but then there's a setting that's a frigid mood, a, mo- a mood. And so the concern here is that you're basically creating a sex bot, a right. very real, uh, right. realistic sex bot with whom you whom you can rape. I mean, who will resist you? And so, and then what's even more worrisome is that really rape, though? I mean, we're I know we're walking uh, down no, a no, road I'm, we don't no, need to well, walk down. No, but what I'm saying is. You're encouraging that I kind know, of behavior. There's a, oh, there's a lively discussion about that. Some people say, well, you're allowing them to kind of get it out of their system on a doll. It's better that than humans. Are you or are you encouraging that kind of stuff? Right. The other thing that's very disturbing is in Japan, especially, there's at least one company. And again, I talk about this in the book uh, who's making childlike sex bots right. so I that, do, you know, you that. have pedophiles. Right. I mean, the point is, look, look. This is not the technology's fault, okay? Let, let's be honest. Let's step back and, 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 and call it like it is. These are dark impulses. These are destructive impulses we all have sure. and we've always had since Old Testament times. Correct. Okay? But what this technology is doing in many instances is it's magnifying, it's amplifying, it's indulging these dark aspects of ourselves. And so what, we're, we're not ridding ourselves. We're not making ourselves better with this technology. We're just indulging our darkest, ugliest aspects with this technology. And is that really the world we want to create? And that's, that's one of the questions this book asks. And it's up to each of us to answer. I mean, some people are okay with these sex dolls. By the way, did you know that the they have a sex all sex bot brothel already in Madrid, Spain? Yes, well, there's... they had to fight to, tooth and nail, but they're trying to get one in Houston, Texas. Yeah, that's did already you know been that? shot down. Though. <laughs> they shot that. I down. know it's been shot down, but let me tell you something. They shot down the one in Madrid for a while, but then it popped back up again. And it has this clandestine location where the, you can only find out if you make a date with these sex bots. I thought there was uh, I thought there was another one as well in uh, I want to say Germany, but I could be. But, uh, oh yeah, Germany, that, now but. they're proliferating in they're proliferating in Europe. But this was supposed to be the first one. Now they're trying to get a foot in North America. Yeah. And, and I don't know why in the world they would pick Houston, Texas. Would you pick Houston of all places? Well, it's, I it, wouldn't. I'd it's, pick like California. Well, go for it in a New York minute. I, th- I think th- I think that's possible. Also, there was one in. I think they were going to put one in Toronto that they've been fighting in Toronto. Yeah. 
And yeah. Houston, they had p- talked about uh, trying to come up into the DFW area as well, but they didn't. But uh, Tarrant, yeah. Tarrant County uh, is one of the toughest counties. See, in Houston, uh, that's a really uh, liberal area. I would think Austin. Uh, if oh, you're going to come okay. to Texas, I would come to Austin. But Houston and Austin are both, and so is Dallas, really. The mayor is really liberal, but you can't. Oh, the I didn't area, know that. The okay. overall area is pretty conservative. In Austin I and Houston you. is really, uh, in the cities themselves, are very liberal. So those are the cities okay, that they I didn't need realize to that. Okay. And, it would be, and it would be great for the, someplace like that to get a foothold in Texas. Okay. See, the, the, now you've explained it because I was like, "Why Houston?" I just had the impression it was very conservative, but it isn't. Okay. So yeah, I the cities, the cities but, are not. But I, I think that what this raises is also a bigger issue, uh, uh, Jeffy, if I may, and that is that it used to be, um, you know, and I'm not a dinosaur, so when I say it used to be, I'm not like talking about I the dark ages, right? I mean, it's I like know. I'm not that old, okay? <laughs> so, but I mean, even when I was in, a grad student, um, uh, uh, most scientific and technological research, academic research certainly, was funded by the government, either through the National Science Foundation, NSF, or through the NIH, National Institutes of Health, if it was biology related, so forth, right? What's happened now in just the last, like, I don't know, 10, maybe 15, but more like 10 years, is that we have all these billionaires now, and they all have their own agenda, and they're funding a lot of this stuff. I mean, look at what's going on in space. I was raised on NASA when NASA was a government agency. Now all the action in space is being funded by people like Branson and Bezos and Musk. This is private money, and so they are not subject to the same kinds of restrictions and regulations. So I I quote a a Nobel Prize winning uh, scientist in my book who says, yeah, you know, it used to be uh, it used to be publish or perish in academia. Now it's profit or perish. And so like with these brothels and and other things, what we're seeing is that there's a profit motive in all of this. I I don't want to I don't want to knock the free market. No, 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 neither do I. But what I'm saying is that when it comes to some of these kind of sketchy innovations or sketchy developments, uh, you have to you have to take into account that this is not just pure research no more. This is no longer pure research. This is now research being driven by, in many cases, dark money or billionaires with their own profit driven agendas. I'm not against the marketplace. And trust me, and I'm against government regulation. I want government to stay stay the heck out of my life. Please. But what I'm just trying, the point I'm trying to make is that there has been a sea change in terms of how much of these innovations are being funded. And that's relevant. That's relevant to know that a lot of this is not being driven just by pure curiosity like it used to be in the old days. <laughs> right, it, right. It is now being right. driven by their, by profiteers, people who see little dollar signs and all I this know. stuff. I know, and look, yeah. we, and, and again, it's not always it goes, good, Jeffy. I'm it, for a capital. I know, but see, through, it go, but it's not always good. It all it goes back to you know you talked you mentioned uh, Jeff Bezos. Look, I, I'm uh, you now live in DFW. All right, that is yeah. a stronghold for Amazon. Get it within two minutes, or you get a refund almost. Uh, I mean, wow. it's they wow. they you can get wow. it here. Immediately. The only thing missing yeah. is, which they're working on, by the way, is drone delivery. I mean, that's the only thing missing. They will, you can get it to your home tomorrow, sometime, many times today, right now, but from Amazon. Because this, by is, the way, this I, is one of their I hubs. Told, 
So oh, oh, okay. And again, I I want to say wait, wait. I could wait two days for that pair of socks I wanted, but you know, nah, bro, go ahead and deliver it. Bring it. It's no, fine. I know. Listen, I just finished ordering a few things this morning. And I told I my know. wife, how long is it going to take to be here? She says, two days. I said, two days. It's too long. Right. Do the one day. <laughs> two days. You're kidding me? So I get it. Yeah. Somebody get Bezos no, on the phone. Let's shut this thing down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They get that mothership coming in here and, and deliver that thing like I know this it. afternoon. No, but listen, listen, listen. I tell Jeff Bezos a story on, on, uh, in my book. Um, Okay, and and uh, God bless him. You know he he, know. He, he he you know he all he he like he was a he was a wonk. He was a nobody, but he had this idea when the World Wide Web first started. He he thought, well, maybe maybe I can sell some books. Maybe that, that was his big idea. Let's sell some that books. was his big idea, Jeffy. Books. Let's sell some books. He sold books out of his garage. I tell the whole story in the book. It's fascinating. And now he's the richest man in the world. I what? Know. Just less than twenty years later. Amazing. God bless him. That but but and, and and look, I mean, I know I try to I try to be a good neighbor. I try to be a good community member. So I try, if I can, to find what I'm looking for in the local stores in my in my neighborhood. Okay, I really do. That's like hard I have to a do. local Ace Hardware, right? It's hard to do. You go like yeah. yesterday. I went to at my little local Ace Hardware. Okay, this is just a true story, typical. And I'm looking for a certain electrical box. I need it to be a slim. I don't. I can't use the deep box. I need the slim box. I go there. I, I make the trip. I get in the car. It's driving rain, and I'm driving, and just because I want to patronize my local merchant. I get there. The guy welcomes me. He's a terrific guy. Uh, and how about I said, a little popcorn? This is what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he says, well, follow me. Let me show you what we got. So he takes me to the aisle, and there they are, all the electrical things. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I can't find it. Really, you don't have this? No, I'm sorry, we can't, no. but we can order it. Well, how long will it take? But we can get it to you next week. I'm like, oh, my God. I go home, and against, I don't want to do this, Jeffy, but I get uh. online. And I see it on Amazon for like half the price, and it can get here tomorrow. That's right. It's already leading Come up on. against your front door. Yeah. I I know. I, I know that. You could have ordered uh, it from your car outside uh, of the Ace Hardware, and it had been there by the time you got home. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's tremendous, but it's, it's also, tremendous. It's so also that's bad. It's not a bad thing. I know. It's, it's not also a bad, bad thing. And, you know, malls are having to reinvent themselves, okay? Um they're having to become more entertaining. They have to yeah. give reasons. Uh, they yes, have to they give do. people reasons to go there, right? So it's not necessarily going to be a bad thing. Uh, no, we do I evolve. Say, there, not there, everything in the book is bad. There is, I know, there is evolving, and I and I get that. And yeah. it's not. It definitely yeah. isn't all bad. And we've we've covered a little bit about that. I know. I, I'm going to go on for another a day or so with you. So just get a drink. Yeah. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the things that we can do in this interview, and then we'll wrap it up. And we're talking to uh, Michael Gillian, the end of life as we know it. Uh, tremendous book. I'm about halfway through it, and we've covered a bunch of it here in this interview. Um, one of the things that I'd love to discuss with you a little bit is uh, what you know the world is uh, starting to discuss is when robots start taking too many jobs, and people right. don't have jobs, and people need to survive. Right. And we talk about uh, uh, you know basic minimum income, and uh, yes. there's so many. I mean, both sides of that is a huge argument. And, Absolutely uh, yes. I, what what are your what are your thoughts on that? I mean, rough, okay, rough. Reader's thoughts. Digest version, and nobody knows what Reader's no, Digest no, no, is. I will. So just I, no, a I'll short email digest. version. 
the short email version because yeah. I want people to buy the book. If I give it all away for free, then what's the point? Okay, right <laughs> now, just kidding. Just, <laughs> Honey, here's, is that here's you? the Reader's Digest version. Here, here's the <laughs> here's the elevator version. There have been four industrial revolutions by anybody's reckoning. The first one was steam power; it replaced the horse and buggy. Right. And then right. the second was electricity. It, it, it replaced mechanical hand crank devices. It replaced oil lamps. Boy, that's something. Lamps. And electricity really did change the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, huge. Let's not forget. Forever. I mean, this is not the first time we're facing forever. huge changes that yeah. are going to change our, our lives as we know it. Third one was the computer revolution. Right. And it replaced typewriters and everything that went with it. Sure them. did. Now, here's here's the thing. Uh the fourth one is this artificial intelligence and robotics. But here's the difference from all the others. This one, AI and robotics, is intended to replace not horse and buggy, not typewriters, not oil lamps. It's intended to replace you, us, yes. you and me. That's the first time. That's unprecedented, Jeffy. Yeah. Now, People will say, well, yeah, but look at the computer revolution. It killed 3 million jobs, but it created 20. But it wasn't out to replace us. Right. It was out to replace typewriters. It was out to help okay? us. Okay, so. I mean, it was yeah, out to actually, exactly. it, was out, it was out to assist the humans, not, right. not assist the humans in getting rid of themselves. Yeah, I'm, and I tell the story of a woman in the book from Georgia. Her, the poor woman She's just trying to make a living, and she's she's been replaced by a robot not once, not twice, but three times in recent years. And so you need to keep what away from her. What is a person like that to do? Uh, I mean, right, really, I Jeffy. I know. And, and, right? and seriously, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you. The, their argument will be that we need to become adapt to you know the the adapt to the AI and be able to uh, fix to and control the AI. As humans, no, the, control, but, the AI will control itself. Right, we're already we're guys, already at that, right? I mean, we're, oh, we're yeah. already. I mean, I mean, and, and what's and what's interesting, Jeffy, is that no, listen, listen. Even the tech giants are very coy about this, but they see right. the writing on the wall. They're they already see the writing on the wall. So, what are they suggesting? No, they're suggesting universal basic income. Right. They're saying, and, okay, yeah, we get it. Uh, you know, robots will put people out of work. One study indicates that for every robot a corporation or a company or an industry hires, they were placing on average 5.6 people. Okay, so the writing is on the wall. Now, listen, they're saying, okay, oh, well, we get it. Well, let's just give people a basic income then to, to live on. Really, is that the kind of society we're heading towards? But it's already happening, you know, in Stockton, California. Yeah. They're expecting. And there's plenty <laughs> of places. Me, they're experimenting. I, I, and, I, and, if we talked longer, I mean, I, I believe I have a, a theory on how that could actually work. But everybody would call it still universal call basic crazy. income. Yeah, oi, oi, oi. I know. Okay, but I mean, I'd we, like we already have day. we already have uh, we already. <laughs> I just read a story about a guy in China. One guy, one guy, yeah, in charge of this yeah. entire warehouse of robots, and that's his job. Yeah, and he's oh, and yeah. he's even he's like, yeah, I'm going to do this as long as I can. You know, I just uh, oh yeah, I'm out here yeah. all by myself, and he's you know out in the middle of nowhere in China running this huge. <laughs> Huge warehouse all by himself. Yeah, and, no, listen, and we're seeing that in we're seeing that in agriculture. You know, they talk about migrants wanting to bust into our country because they they want right. jobs. Well, right. guess what? I mean, even in agriculture, and I have a whole section on the book about this in California and Florida, elsewhere, the strawberry pickers and they're creating a robot that will pick strawberries. Every every imaginable fruit and vegetable 
all going to be done by robots, and it's going to be like your Amazing. Chinese guy. What you're going to have one guy in charge of a gazillion acres with all these little robots scaring around collecting your strawberries and your turnips and your beets and right. God knows what else. Rutabagas. And the one guy there with a big control board in case, God forbid, one of the robots would go down, then he's just going to dispatch another robot to go fix it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously. Right. This is, I mean, we're laughing about it, but I know. for a lot of people, this is hitting them in their pocketbook, uh, Jeff. You know that. Absolutely. It's her, Absolutely. Scared, look, my 19-year-old son... Uh, this past summer, got a job with Sonic, uh, you know, the burger, bigger yeah, burger joint. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, Cali Burger, which is this big California chain, burger chain, uh, just announced that they've created this Flippy robot. Uh, uh, Flippy will now do all the things that my right. son did this summer. And by the so way, what are the teenagers supposed to do for entry level? Uh, listen, jobs? we've already I mean, this is we, serious we, business. We've bypassed that. Look, we've already first off the joy, the Flippy. Joy. The Flippy actually did what it was programmed to do. I know they shut it down because they said it couldn't do its work. That was wrong. It did do its work. It was just it did it do its work. It did exactly what it was told to do. Yeah. It just did, they yeah, didn't have exactly. it. They didn't tell it to do enough. It yeah, was exactly. it, it reached its max, and they should have they should have had two. If they had two or three yeah. flippies, the world would have been fine. But well, we've already we've already me. passed that. Will be like the Terminator. He'll be back. Trust me. Oh, we've already passed that though with looking for uh, employment. Though I mean, the, the days of of uh, my sixteen year old son, my youngest son, uh, going out to uh, you know mow the neighbor's lawn that ain't happening. It's not happening. Oh, you got robot ro- mowers, lawn mowers. Not happening. This is just oh. not happening. People just don't do that. And, and hey, listen, Bloomberg has a story today that the Asia's biggest restaurant chain, okay, in three days, on October 28th, they're going to open an all-robot restaurant right. in Beijing, China, with the idea that they're going to blow it out to the more than 5,000 of their restaurants, okay? How many people are you putting out of work there? A lot. All those waiters and the cooks and everything like that. I know. So we have to take this seriously. This we is sure not do. like the computer revolution. This is not like electric. This is not like steam. This is a horse of a different color. If anybody tries to tell you otherwise, they're lying to you. And so now we need to think seriously, what are we going to do to people who are put out of work for this thing? I know. I, I suggest that in the book, seriously, Jeffy, that... You know, you have all these science fiction scenarios about the robots rising up and taking over the world. Well, I think there's a greater likelihood that it's going to be humans that are going to rise up against the machines. And well, I hope that's true. going to be a revolt true. of some sort. I hope that's true. Yeah. But then, you know, we've seen the, you know, we've seen the documentary iRobot. We saw what happened yes. with that. We've seen the documentary yeah. uh, with Bruce Willis uh, way back. I mean, back in the 2009, 10 years ago, I think it was now, with surrogates. Do you remember that movie? Uh, if you have surrogates, an, surrogates, no, I didn't see that yeah, one with Bruce Willis. No, yes. I got to check that one out. You should, you okay. should watch surrogates. It's, I'll write it's that a, one it's down. It's a fascinating surrogates. documentary. Now, some people okay. might not call it a documentary. That was just me. It's not really a documentary. Oh, okay, but it should okay. be. I'll check it out. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's, it's all it's all robots. People staying home with their robots out in the world. Yeah, okay? and well, it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's it's people separating, people separating. I'll give you a rough draft of the movie. Right, you have your your home. Uh, you have your robot go out. You can pick whatever robot you want. You have your robot go out and be you in the world in your home with the with the face screen. All right. Now you have the group of people that are humans in parentheses that are fighting against you know that want to live as humans and uh, are not embracing the robot world. And then 
That's where the twist comes in, Michael. Rent the movie. Oh, gosh. I've got to watch it this weekend. Are you kidding me, brother? With my new 55-inch dumb TV, I'm going to sit there and watch it. If you had a smart TV, you, that's good. If you had a smart TV, you could just order it and it'd be on your, it'd be on your TV right no, now. No, no. I don't want to do that. No, it's too high a price. Now, listen. <laughs> now, just less people think we're all gloom and doom. Look, you mentioned something that reminded me of something I also talk about in the book. Like in Japan, they've got a very aging population, and they don't have enough caregivers. So they've, you know, they've created like go. this little robot Pepper for our right? safety Pepper. and our health. And Pepper yep. is going to be programmed to be caregivers. I think that's a good thing. It also sure with is. Alzheimer's patients and things like that. So it's not all gloom and doom. But you and I both know you can have ninety-nine wonderful, glowing, beautiful consequences from our technology, right? But all it takes is one stinker, and it overshadows the whole thing. It sure does, right? And so that's why it's. It's worthwhile for us to kind of dwell on the on the on the unsettling and the outright dangerous innovations that are already here and are knocking on our door. I think it's because people need to be prepared and to protect themselves. But remember, we have the power. Nobody's forcing us to bring this stuff into our homes. Nobody's forcing us. No, it's us. No, they are it's, not. it's a willing decision, right? No, they are not. So there's hope there. There's hope, Jared, Jeffy, the, because we have the power to change that. The flip side of that, though, is when you, if you, you're right. We have the power to decide, and nobody is is forcing us to do it. However, no. however, when I want to do something on my phone, all right. So you say nobody's nobody's forcing you to do this, all right? But they are yes. kinda. They are kind of, because if I want to it, use something it. on my phone, let's say, if I want to take pictures, I want, to, I want a camera yeah. app on my phone. Yeah. Right? Now, yeah, I can I decide. I, I can decide not to use that camera app. Absolutely my choice. But I can't take pictures without that app. So I say, okay, just take my information. I don't care. I just want to, I just want to take a picture of the stupid chair in my living room. <laughs> I don't care. And so I know, but but Jeffy, Jeffy, come on now, come on now, I my brother. I can't let you get away with it. I've been, we, you know, because we made this move from Nashville to the Dallas area, we've been unpacking. <laughs> and guess what? I unpacked the a other camera. day. My old digital camera. I know my wife. My, my wife's beautiful. A, I know my wife's a photographer. I get it all the time. You know, people no, taking let, pictures I, with their phones don't know what you're talking about. I got it. No, listen. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction, and I'm not a businessman. Okay, I'm not a businessman. But if I were. I would start investing money in old school technology because I, I really believe I really believe people are going to go back to the some of the old stuff that didn't come with all this baggage and all these dangers because as these dangers become more and more exposed like the discussion we're having today then I think people are going to want to go back to the old school stuff just 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 a little stock right, tip that's right. all <laughs> And look and look I, you know I, while I'm not opposed to that I have uh, two antique typewriters in my garage, as we speak, oh, I will beautiful. I will that's sell to beautiful. you, Michael, at a fair price, and it could be at your home tomorrow. Oh, Michael Gillen, <laughs> Michael Gillen, thank you very much. I man, I want to spend so much more time with you, and I know you got to go, and I get it. Um, the yeah. the book the new book is the end of life as we know it. Uh, ominous news from the frontiers of science, and I'd like to say it's been good talking to you, but I'm a little I'm a little stuck in doom right now. So um, <laughs> you're a little, I'm a little, little stuck shaky, in doom. Huh? I am. I, I really appreciate it, Michael. It was great talking to you, and I hope that uh, we can spend some time together in the future. Uh, count on it, brother. It was a joy, and I'm glad we're neighbors now. Thank you so much, Jeffy. God bless. Thanks, Michael. Peace. 